Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here we go, baby. Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, welcome to Chokestar Radio Live. I am your host, Jim Russell, from the studios in London, New Jersey, broadcasting worldwide, worldwide, worldwide on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Jim Russell, with another exciting edition of Chokestar Radio Live, MMA edition. I know I've been ignoring wrestling. It's not that I haven't been ignoring it. I haven't been, I've been ignoring it from a podcast standpoint. I promise I will do a wrestling podcast. I'll probably even tape it tomorrow. Um, with that being said, you will see Calgary with the excellence of execution. You could tell DC last night during the UFC broadcast went fanboy. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be was on was live in attendance at UFC Calgary. We had a great night of fights. Big wins for Joanna Jacek, Alexander Hernandez, who opened up the live, the main card. Amazing, 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 uh, amazing display of strength and pushing the pace. You had Jose Aldo and, of course, Dustin Poirier. So, a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. So, with that being said, I first wanted to get into the main card. You had Alexander Hernandez who beat Olivier of Boom Mercier. That was a great fight. Great fight by Alexander Hernandez. And you could tell this guy signed this guy up the street, lightweight division. He he's ready. He's only twenty five years old. Twenty five years old. And I believe he is one of the bright stars of the UFC or the of the future of the UFC. Um and I, I agree with him. Feed him six uh six to ten ranks, six to ten opponents in that division. And it's crazy how I don't want to say the lightweight division is weak, but when you have a guy off the street beating two uh, renowned lightweight fighters, um, it's, it's a it's a what it's a knock on a your division or b maybe this guy is the real deal, Alexander Hernandez. I want to see more of Alexander the Great fighting guys in the in the top uh, in the top ten uh, um, or a six through ten. Then in addition to that, huge win for Joanna Jacek against Keisha Torres. I saw that fight. Uh, I, I watched the main card, obviously, uh, with Tisha Torres. You know, she caught her. She caught her a couple of times. I liked her strategy. She was um, trying to fight her from the clinch and was relentless on, on trying to score that takedown. But the thing is, uh, yes, 
she was trying to uh, score that double leg take that. But I agree with DC. Last night, Tisha Torres kept trying to go for that double leg, double leg, double leg. What we should have done, she should have, one, changed levels, and number two, go for the single. Go for the single, make her hop on the foot, and then, you know, you could go for a judo throw or a trip or at that, you know, or at that point. Make her work. Make Joanna Jacek work. Joanna Jacek, her, her strength is obviously um, – her comfort zone is striking from a distance from her uh, striking background. But at the same time, Joanna Jacek did a better job than Tisha Torres in working, uh, A, working in the clinch, and B, with, with dirty boxing. So Joanna Jacek did a better job there. And you know what? Tisha Torres caught her a couple of times, but it just was not enough. And Joanna Jacek, huge win for her. This is a, a monumental win for her in the sense that she lost the championship, right? She, she ran into No Samahunas. And then, in addition to that, in the rematch, it, it could have went either way. It went with the champion's decision uh, at, at that point. My dog is going crazy. I don't know why he's going crazy. I guess hungry for some reason. Let me see. What can I give my dog? <laughs> in the meantime, yeah, huge win for her. Do, do I see her against Namahuna? No, I mean, they already fought twice. I can see the trilogy fight occurring. I'm not sure. She's wiped out the division with, with the exception of Namahuna. Can you see a trilogy fight? I, I, I guess you can. I, I guess you could to an extent, but doing a J check, as you could tell last night, from last night's reaction, very popular um, all over the world. She basically made that division, you know, um, and basically I agree with DC last night. Joanna J check made the, the adjustments after the Je- Jessica Andrade fight um, at that point forward. She realized, look, <clears throat> you know, I, I got to find a different way to win. So big win for Joanna J check. Very happy for her. I'm a big fan of her. I just don't like um, the way she came off as cocky the last two fights. And I think she never really actually acknowledged Namahunas. Or maybe she did, being a better fighter. But I don't think she, um, you know, is given the level of respect that I that I think she should, you know, give Namahunas, you know, given the fact that she beat her in the garden and then beat her again in the return bout. Now, um, so that, and that's why I think uh, Jonah Jacek got the decision over Tisha Torres. Tisha Torres caught her with some nice shots. Um, I, I believe she was a perfect opponent for Jonah Jacek in the sense that, you know, styles make fights. So Jonah Jacek is about striking and being able to use her, her, her you know, Muay Thai, her kick, you know, her background in general, uh, you know, for, for dominant striking. But but for Tisha Torres, you know, the idea was right. The, the idea was right, but just Jonah Jacek did a better job making adjustments, and that's what that's what the beauty of fighting is. You know, you have a game plan, right? But obviously, sometimes things don't go according to plan. And it's a matter of the, the good or great fighters are, are able to customize um, and make adjustments on the fly. And my dog keeps eating the, <laughs> keeps eating the side of the, um, of the molding for some reason. I don't, I don't know what is going on with my dog. So big win for Joanna Jacek as I give a treat to my dog um, there. Then in the co-main event, wow. Round one, four minutes and 19 seconds, a knockout by Jose Aldo, which was a huge, huge win for Jose Aldo. For Jose Aldo, he caught Jeremy Stevens with a body shot. Jeremy Stevens was in the pocket with him um, most of that round. Jeremy Stevens he was not afraid, and he could take a punch. He has a great chin. The issue, what, what happened was Jose Aldo, typical Jose Aldo, was able to get that body shot, and then from there was able to uh, round and pound and eventually get the TKO win. Now, the controversy in that bout is, was it an early stoppage? Look, 
sport MMA. I've done intramural Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments only, and trust me, I'm a white belt for life as of now. Uh, and and uh, with so many projects in sight, I don't see myself going back to Jiu-Jitsu at least for another six months at the minimum. I have a lot going on, a lot of other projects besides Choked Out Radio, which is why it's very limited in what I could do. But it's not about me. It's about the refereeing. So with that being said, he, he yes, he got caught and Jose Aldo ground and pounded him, right? In addition to that, uh, then he, he turned on his stomach. And once he turned on his stomach and once Jose Aldo started wailing on him, the referee stopped it, you know, stopped it after the second shot. Look, when you give up your back like that and when Jose Aldo's coming at you like that, the referee's job is, is the safety of the fighters, right? He's not, you know, it's not blood sport. You're not fighting to the death. You know, he, at the same time, he wants to save you uh, so, so you could continue your career. Um, now, was that an early stoppage? A lot of people, um, I was following the hashtag UFC Calgary last night, and a lot of people said that that stoppage was early. You know, Jeremy Stevens was good from the side. He was fighting the hands, which is the most important thing when you're getting grounded and pounded. It's about fighting the hands and being able to find a position to able to either overhook, uh, to overhook so that that individual doesn't no longer have the, the full range of power for them to ground and pound you, right? For whatever reason, he gave up his back. He was on his stomach. So the referee said, you know what, you're in your stomach. He's wailing on you two, three times, and you know what? I'm going to make the decision and stop the fight. So, um, yes, I, I thought I'm, I'm agreeing with a lot of the people on the Internet on, on Twitter that, yes, it was an early stoppage, but at the same time, for Jeremy Stevens, don't put yourself in that position. I know it's, it's tough to say and it's tough to, to, to analyze, but, you know, but, you know, because you're not there. You know, but with that being said, you know, you can't. Yes, if you get a body shot, you survived it, yes, and then yeah. Um, but once you put once you put yourself in your stomach like that and once you give up your back, then it's it's tough. It, it's really tough, man. It's really tough. So with that being said, you know, I, I don't I don't agree with the stoppage, but you know what? I can't hate on Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo, um, he was the king of, of the featherweight division from his days in WEC up until when he, when he ran into Conor McGregor and, and that whole fiasco. And you know, I'm glad you know Jose Aldo has some fights left in him. But I think Jeremy Stevens was on, on a roll. I think he just now has to make uh, some adjustments, uh, minor adjustments in his game, and be able to um, sustain a body shot. Or even if you get a, you know get caught with another body shot. How to, how to handle yourself in the back, uh, and he'll make some adjustments. He's a pro. He's been in the game forever, and I, and I could see him uh, getting a title shot some point down the line, whether it's a fill-in uh, for, for injury due to injury or just on his own, you know, putting together another win streak. If Jose Aldo, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, you have, you know, Max Holloway who's going through stuff, so I don't, I don't know what we're going to see. So we'll see what happens there. And then in the main event, Wow, what a main event between Dustin Poirier and Eddie Albert as two lived up to the hype. Lived up to the hype of the first one. In the first bout, uh, and it almost went the same way, right? In the first one, Alvarez makes the adjustment and eventually, you know, illegal knee, no contest. In the second one, Poirier was the one that made the adjustments and eventually, as you know, got the TKO win in, in round two with four, minute, four minutes and five seconds. So, Dustin Poirier, he... He's a beast. He's a beast. And in typical Poirier style, he was able to put together in combination and, and be able to sustain Eddie Alvarez. And he caught him with some nice, lovely shots and eventually got the win. But Dustin Poirier, you know, I, I pulled up his stats. 
He's a beast, man. He is a beast, Dustin Poirier. I actually pulled up his little uh, bio real quick. So, and he's not even 30. He's almost 30. So, he's 20, he has 24 wins, 12 by knockout, 7 by submission, 5 by decision. He has 5 losses, 2 by knockout, 1 submission, 2 by decision. So, he is 24 and 5. And his MMA record, I mean, his um, his streak to an extent, he's on a three-fight, well, actually, three-fight win streak because of one no contest. So, he beat Jim Miller. He beat um, – Eddie Alvarez was no contest. He beat Anthony Pettis. Then uh, Gage, which he was on his roll. He was the next star, and he, he put it – he derailed that. And he beat Eddie Alvarez last night. So, I believe you have in that lightweight division – Technically, you have Conor McGregor at number two, according to UFC. You have to be A.D. Alvarez, and then you have Kukui uh, Ferguson. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm mixing up the featherweight. And then Khabib. So, so I mean, it's tough, man. It, it, it's really tough. It's really tough to say what is the next fight um, for Dustin Poirier. Like, I'm looking at the rankings right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. I am right. I'm, I'm, I'm bugging. I am bugging. I am bugging. In the lightweight division, you have Khabib as the um, – he is the full-blown champion, right, after his win a couple of uh, months back. You have Tony, Tony Ferguson, Kukui, who's the number one contender, right? And you have Connor still in the mix. And the Alvarez will take that spot. He'll be the number three contender. We all know, I believe it's all but confirmed, Conor McGregor um, versus uh, Khabib is going to be Columbus Day weekend. Um, from Las Vegas in October. I believe that's confirmed. Now, with that being said, title shot, then the other, uh, you know, there's two things they could do. They could do uh, Ferguson against Poirier in a, in a title eliminator, right? Or Dustin Poirier could just wait in for the winner of Khabib McGregor. But I don't know, but I, but I believe Dana White's in a position where McGregor will just be money fights. Is that a money fight? I guess anything with McGregor's that technically is. He built himself up that way, so we'll see. So there's there's two options that the UFC could go. Uh, Poirier could face the winner of Khabib McGregor, and I guess that could be a title fight in itself. Uh, just some, just based on McGregor, he could sell a million pay-per-view buys. Or you could do Poirier El Kukui in a title eliminator, and at that point, the winner of that bout, no shadow of a doubt, will face uh, the winner of Khabib uh, and McGregor, whoever that lightweight champion would be. So I, I think that's, you know, that's the two directions that UFC could go in. So that's the point. And for Alvarez, um, Alvarez could fight Lee or maybe even uh, maybe Kukui, Edson Barbosa. You know, we'll see. You know, there's a lot of different areas, things that hey, Alvarez could do, but I don't think he should retire from the sport per se. He's an excellent fighter. I love to watch him fight the pride of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So, that's that was a card last night. <laughs> it was amazing, amazing night of fights uh, last night. You know, Bret Hart was in the stands. So, and now coming up, you have uh, next week you have T.J. Dillashaw against Cody Garbrandt too. Those guys, you know, it, it you can't make it up. You know, you can't make this stuff up. You, you, you know, you could say stage like WWE. Uh, it's like the perfect storyline uh, between T.J. Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt. It, it's something out of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> in the world of wrestling, former teammates turned foes, and then you know they got postponed here and there. They finally fought at Madison Square Garden. Cordy Garbrandt, I was there live. He was he had T.J. Dillashaw beat, 
Um, he was saved by the bell. Then in round two, J.J. Dillashaw gets a TKO win, and afterwards, Cody Garbrandt, he stands up a wobbly, and T.J. Dillashaw screams in his face. You can't make this stuff up. That is one fight that I'm dying to see. And then Cody Garbrandt already, according to what I saw last night, already has a plan. <laughs> he, you know, he has a plan of beating Dillashaw and then right away offer him a rematch of the trilogy and concluding his feud with T.J. Dillashaw. So he, already has, he already has his, his stuff mapped out. <laughs> so I'm excited. To, I'm, I'm very excited for this fight. It could go either way. I love the scrambles in the bantamweight division. Um, I guess that adds a little personal animosity. It adds fuel to the fire. Sort of how Jonah Jacek and Rosa Mahunas were giving, you know, giving each other um, more of the words, especially in the first fight. The second fight, I don't remember too much, but the first fight, for sure, I definitely saw more of the words there. I, I definitely it adds to the intensity and, and, and investing in, in an MMA bout. Because when you just see two names, okay, but, you know, whenever there's some sort of animosity of some sort, it makes it more interesting to watch, per se. And then you also have Henry Cejudo, the Olympic uh, medalist against Mighty Mouse, who, who's, who's probably one of the best pound-for-pound pound fighters in the flyweight division. But what I, what, I, what I didn't like is I believe he's had opportunities, if, not, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, you know, for a super fight, it's Dillashaw declined it. You know, I, to me, I, I don't like watching his fight, Demetrius Johnson, because it's almost the same. You know, it's almost about um, strike, strike, you know, dominate position, and then that's it. And he hold, he'll fight, you know, five rounds, and he has amazing cardio, and that's it. So, uh-oh, what happened here? Something went wrong when I was displaying my page. So, oh, that's, no, that's, that's, not, that's something else. Okay, so that's something else. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so so we we have that. So that so we have that. Those are the main event and co-main events of of the of of the fights next week. As far as whoa, UFC 227 Dillashaw versus Garbrandt two. Um, other fights on the main card: uh, Thiago Santos, Kevin Holland. That's a great fight um, in the middleweight division. And then you have uh, Pollyanna. Uh, Viana versus Jay uh, Aldridge. That's uh, that's also a great fight in, in the strawweight division. Uh, and then you have Club Swanson and Alto Moicano. And of course, you have the the main event and co-main event from uh, that I just mentioned about, which was I just mentioned. So you have that coming up at UFC 227. And then after that, you have uh, I was just talking about that. So I was just talking about this guy Vic against uh, Justin Gage. And then of course. After that, uh, you have Marcon Olenek, and then for whatever reason it's not on here, UFC 228, Labor Day, or I guess right after Labor Day, I guess NFL opening weekend, I believe that's what it is, uh, where you have um, Valentina Shevchenko fighting uh, for the Women's Flyweight Championship against Montano. I believe that's that weekend. So you have that coming up. So that's what's coming up in the in the UFC. So you know, DC did a great job last night. I love his commentary. I love his um, his insider's perspective uh, on the on the game. You know, the UFC has been cliche with with bringing in these like current fighters or ex fighters um, into into commentating the UFC. But DC has done a great job. Even Michael Bisping, um, you know, I would say, yeah, he's a little clown sometimes. Um, as far as being able to, um, you know, what he what he does in Fox Sports with some of the stuff they, some of the segments they do outside, but actually, you know, he he has some great insight 
Um, I actually watched um, the highlights a little bit before again, just to kind of make sure that I have a, a fresh perspective before getting on Choked Out Radio. So Michael Basing does a great job. Dominic Cruz does as well as far as being able to go in and give their um, real-life perspective and, and share their experience, and, and that's why they're in the position they're in on Fox. And hopefully once they transition to ESPN, uh, they can do uh, the same there. Um, we'll see. I don't even know what's going to happen there. So that's what's coming up in the world of, of MMA. Um, Brock Lesnar has uh, he's been tested for the first time in the USADA. That I expect that fight in January of 2019. We still don't know what's going to happen with Bone Jones. You know, as I mentioned before, DC's last two fights should be uh, was supposed to be Shogun Hua, but Shogun Hua lost to Anthony Smith last last week. So therefore. You know, that, that goes that, right? Because that would have been two great money fights. Anthony Shogun Rua, who was a, a legend in pride, um, a legend and, and a Hall of Famer for his fight against Dan Henderson. Um, and But for whatever reason, well, he lost. <laughs> he lost to Anthony Smith. And Anthony Smith now is in line, not for a title shot, but is in line to be in a position where if he puts together some type of streak, he could have some type of – uh, title shot down the line. Now, for DC, this is chill. I believe he's going to commentate next week as well. So now, with that being said, I don't know. I don't know. If there's, you know, DC has you know, his only two losses or loss has been to Johnny Bone Jones, right? So um, let's look at the lightweight division. Let's look at the uh, which is hold on a second. Conyo, I'm trying to find it. The weight class is uh, DC. On your own. rankings, light heavy, light heavy. Okay. So DC's a champion. You have Alexander Gustafson. Uh, I kind of don't want to see that match again. Volkan he took care of. Ilir Latifi, maybe. Uh, Jan uh, Blankowicz, maybe. Jimmy Manua, Corey Anderson, OSP, Glover Teixeira, Anthony Smith. So Anthony Smith, you know, should definitely, should definitely continue to go up the ranks. You have Glover Teixeira, who it's crazy how four years ago, he was a beast, and we thought he could beat Johnny Bon Jones. We were so wrong. Um, you have OSP, you know, Corey Anderson, who took care of business, too, um, a couple of weeks back. Jimmy Manua. So, I don't know. There's no fight in the lightweight division that I, I would say all D.C. should fight, you know, because he's, he's beating everyone that he's faced. But I definitely see D.C. Um, defending that championship one more time. I mean, if you base it on names, um, it would have to be Alexander Gustafson, even though I don't want to see that fight. You know, so I don't, I don't want to see that fight. <laughs> so, and then Alexander Gustafson was supposed to fight. I wanted him to fight uh, Anthony Smith. That would have been a great fight. Um, and I think it could, it could still happen down the line because let's face it: if he, if Anthony Smith beats um, Gustafson, I don't want to skip him. You know, all the way to the top, but you would have to consider him in case of an injury just to step in and score off against a lightweight champion. So if DC is true uh, to his uh, to his plan of retirement, being that he's going to retire hard March of 2019, then he, uh, then the plan would be he would have to face, you know, one of these top ten guys, right, one last time. And after that, what do you do? Then White has interim everyone to hell. Well, I think they should take a page out of Bellator's book. I, I would love to see some type of single elimination tournament um, 
with some of these guys. It, it doesn't have to be eight guys. It could be four guys, right? Or it could be, you know, these two. Uh, it could be, I don't know. I'm, I'm making I'm making it up. You know, Rufusin, you know, Ordemir and then Latifi, Blanchowitz, and then the winners, you know, fight at the, you know, in a month or two, and and then they become the undisputed light heavyweight champ. You know, I don't want to say be too gimmicky, but at the same time, you know, shake things up. And, and that's where I think Bellator that you know does a little bit better. They're going to do now a, a Grand Prix in a different division. They see the success in the heavyweight division, and they're going to now replicate that into another division. You have McDonald, I think, who's going to be in it now. So they could do that. They could definitely do that, and I don't see why not. Why not do that? So that's what I think was going to happen with with the light heavyweight. So either we're going to wait on Gustafson, or maybe the Sledgehammer will get the title shot. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when they're going to go with the light heavyweight. But for now, thank goodness of the other, you know, other weight divisions. You have now um, the women's flyweight being defended in September. You have, of course, the bantamweight and the flyweight in the men's uh, being defended in August. And then hopefully we have the mega fight in October between Conor McGregor and Khabib. So there's no rush in DC being able to defend either championship. Of course, the the mega fight is going to be Lesnar and DC. So and then you of course you have Stephen Miocic. We can't forget about him. Technically, carried the heavyweight division for a long time. In theory, he deserves the title shot. But what was interesting about Stephen Miocic in DC, outside of the hardcore MMA fan base, you didn't really hear too much about it. I didn't really. I don't even think these, um, Stephen Miocic was booked any media appearances, whether it's on Timmy Fallon or, or or anything, or as far as being able to promote that fight. Now, you put McGregor and Mayweather, you of course, are going to PR the hell out of that. So, bad job on the UFC, uh, UFC's part, being able to promote that super fight. But now, technically, according to the, you know, technically, you know, Stephen deserves all the, the, you know, the next title shot in the world. But of course, we're going to go with money, and we're, we're going to go with Brock Lesnar, right, uh, versus um, D.C. in 2019. Looking at the heavyweight division, why Lesnar has a shot, as I mentioned before in previous episodes, you have Derek Lewis, who is, who is unimpressive against the, against Nagano. You have Curtis Blades, who you could argue he could get a title shot, right? Um, you have uh, Alexander Volkov, and you have Overeem, who's, who's here and there. Well, oh, Santos has just uh, had a huge win in Idaho a couple of weeks ago. Mark Hunt was always around Sabura and then Ty um, Tuvasa, right? So, so there you go. There you go. Uh, you know, the, a lot of these guys, yeah, you know, maybe Blaze, definitely Stipe, but besides those guys, I mean, yeah, they could fight for the championship, but now in MMA or in the UFC, it's a business. And it's about pay-per-view buys and butts to the seats. And, you know, UFC is in a position, they're struggling as far as mega fights and mega stars. You have Rousey's with the WWE. You have Silva, who's just coming back. But yet at the same time, he's at the back end of his career. You have Bone Jones, who's still issues with the USDA. The Diaz brothers, who are like, I don't know, smoking weed or, or having, or, or, or just making it difficult to book the fight. I love them. I love them to death. Love them. Love them. Love the Diaz brothers, but I want to see them in fights. And, of course, Nick Diaz. Fighting that suspension, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Nate Diaz, of course, um, recently was the only guy to beat Conor McGregor. I know it was short notice at 170, and Conor McGregor, amazing fight in the rematch. So we'll see, we'll see what happens um, with that. So, all right, it's been a pleasure, right? We spoke a little bit about see Calgary, Bret Hart in the stands, holler.
holler at Bret Hart. <laughs> um, good job, Joanna Jacek. Good job, Jose Aldo. Good job, Hernandez. And great job, Dustin Poirier. So that's what's going on in the world of MMA. Coming up, UFC 227, Dillashaw, Shaw, Cody Garbrandt, two, and Henry Cejudo and Mighty Mouse, two. And then we have a couple of fight nights coming up to end uh, the summer, the unofficial end of summer, which I'm sad. One month down, one month to go. All right, it's been a pleasure. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about Choked Out Radio. Take care, Jim Russell. Peace. In the middle. Nah, that was, that, was, that was an old thing from back in the day <laughs> when I was going to do that. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.